0: Welcome to The Real Life Show, Living with a Chronic Illness. We are your hosts, Cassie and
1: Chelsea. I'm Cassie, a single mom living with a chronic illness who is extremely passionate about
0: living a full and happy life. And I'm Chelsea, a mindset coach that has a passion for helping people learn to put themselves first and be the best version of themselves each and every day. We came together to create Spoonies Unite, an uplifting
1: community that offers resources, guidance, and support so you can live your best life
0: while giving you the space to be yourself, be heard, and feel understood. This show is not only for those who live with a chronic illness, but their friends, family, spouses, and just anyone else existing on the earth. There's a little something in here for everyone.
1: Thank you to our patrons for your continued support making this possible. If you love our show and want to get some extra goodies, go to patreon.com slash therealspooniesunite. Enjoy
0: the show! Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Real Life Show, Living with a Chronic Illness. Today, we are talking all about making yourself a priority, because self-care is important for literally every single person on the freaking planet. Everyone. All of us. Yes. So, me, Chelsea, I do lots of coaching with people to help them learn how to take care of themselves, how to prioritize themselves even more. So, this is literally my favorite topic on the entire planet, and I will try to not talk for hours and hours on end about this. She's got lots of good info. I've been to several
1: presentations of Chelsea's, and having gone through it myself, um, and practicing some of the topics that she's going to discuss today, I'm really excited for you guys to
0: get this like little treasure box of information. Aw, thanks, Cassie. Yay! So... We're just going to dive right in because we know you people are super busy. Um, But what even is self-care and why is it so damn important? Because a lot of times I ask people, what are they doing to practice self-care? And the answer is that they're getting massages once or twice a month, which don't get me wrong. Please go get all the massages. Massages Mm -hmm. are amazing. They are good for you. But they are like the tiniest sliver of the self-care pie. Yeah. Like the tiniest of ones. Yeah. Please do more than just get massages for yourself. So, why is self-care important in the first place? What would you say, Cassie? I would say self-care
1: is important and putting yourself first is important um, because, well, quite plainly, if you're not taking care of yourself, how can you take care of anybody else? And, you know... Your this little body is what's carrying you around in the earth. You need to take care of it. You need to be good to it. You need to be nice to it so that it can heal and take you around to do all the
0: things that you want to do. I love that. That was beautiful. <laughs> I like to use the analogy, um, filling up your cup, which is something that I think most people are kind of familiar with anymore Mm -hmm. but if you're not familiar with it what fill up your cup means is that imagine yourself your body your energy as being this cup and every time you do something to take care of yourself you get to pour this molten golden sparkly goodness energy into your cup or whatever happy liquid makes definitely makes you feel sparkly good. and glittery. Yeah, for sure. Like sparkly, sparkly. Mm-hmm. Mine, mine would be rose gold. I'm obsessed with rose gold. I like rose gold also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so when you have that rose gold sparkly goodness energy in your cup, you can share it with others. Yeah. You can share it with your family, with your friends. Everyone can take a sip. Yes, because there's liquid in it. But if your cup is empty, you can't share it with other people. No. Oh. And that's sad. Mm-hmm. And then when people ask for something from your cup, you can't give it. Right. You get mad at them and you feel bad and it's just all the negative emotions come out and it's just not very good. And you're filled with guilt because you have nothing to give. It's just a bad cycle. It's a bad cycle that we all spend so much time in, yes. quite frankly. So if you get one thing from listening to this podcast today, we really want you to know that you are worth taking time for yourself. And yeah. it is not a selfish act Correct. to take time for you to prioritize yourself. It is a freaking necessity. Mm-hmm. It is something that you have to do in your life or your life is going to be a whole hell of a lot harder than it could be. And we're all about making life as easy and as fun as possible.
1: Yeah. So we're giving you the permission right now to drop all the guilt surrounding your self-care. Yes. No longer can you
0: feel guilty or selfish for taking care of yourself. Yes. And we are going to do a whole other episode on guilt because that is a very complicated topic. Yes. So we won't touch on it too much now. No. Because we want to really dive into that one. But just know that you don't have to feel guilty. And honestly, like, if you are taking care of yourself and someone's making you feel guilty... Like, are they that important of a person to you anymore? Like, are yeah. they really supporting you? Are they someone that you want in your life? Yeah. Like, I know if I came home from a bad day and my fiance was like, I need to do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, but I just really want to go take a bath and read my book. And he was like, no, you can't do that. Okay, one, he would never say that. But like, that would be like a big red flag to me. Yeah. So if someone's really making you feel guilty about self-care, maybe it's time to kind of reflect on that relationship yeah. or situation a little bit. Which could go into communicating your needs. Yes, which we're actually going to talk about (laughs) later. That will come Yeah, (laughs) Don't worry. So self-care is super, super important. You got to fill up your cup. But if self-care is so much more than just massages and spa days and all those things that pop to our head first, what fucking is self-care? Yeah. So to me, uh, my definition of self-care is that it is anything that helps you feel better, more energized, and, like, you can take on the motherfucking world. Mm-hmm. It's anything that makes you feel passionate, excited for life, um, and just feel feel good about yourself. Recharged. About, yes, recharged. So this definition is it's kind of broad, which lends itself to the fact that self-care is a lot of different things. Yeah, It's not just one thing. It is this whole big variety of of all these activities. And so part of self-care is figuring out what that actually means for you. Mm-hmm. because I know what self-care for myself is not exactly the same of what it is for Cassie. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same what it is for other friends or family um, or just other people in your life. So you have to figure out what it means for you. which first step of that, you have to figure out what actually re-energizes you what recharges you, what helps just you feel better every day. And for a lot of us, we really disconnect from how we're feeling emotionally, physically, mentally cuz it's just it's sometimes easier to not notice how we feel. Yeah. But in order to figure out what self-care means for you, you got to connect. You got to figure out what it is you want, what it is you need and go from there. Yeah. So something that I like to recommend that you do. And if you are not driving, if you're in a place where you can maybe pull out the notes section of your phone or a piece of paper, I'd encourage you to start writing this down or do it later. That's fine too. Um, But start writing out a list of stuff that is self-care for you. So things that you enjoy doing, things that are fun, um, things that you can do with just a couple minutes, things that you can do that maybe take a little bit longer, some stuff that's really inexpensive or free, some stuff that maybe is a little bit more of a financial investment. So for example, um, I love listening to podcasts. Mm. Um, So when I need just a little bit of a break from my day, I will listen to, um, I'm a huge nerd. I love Harry Potter. I love Game of Thrones. um, So I like to listen to binge mode. And I like to listen to, uh, Potterless, um, which are a couple podcasts I really like. So if you like Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, I would totally check those out. And, um, so just thinking about those little things doesn't cost me any extra money, but I love to listen to them while I am driving, while I am cleaning my house, um, just, just as a little bit of something to kind of check out from the, from the day for a bit, um, Other stuff that I have is reading books. I love going to breweries. I love trying new restaurants. I love hanging out with Cassie. Um, Checking out new coffee shops in town. So it can really be a wide variety of things. Um, At the same time, I also really enjoy spa days and massages when I can fit those into my schedule and into my budget. Doesn't happen all the time, but it's a nice little treat for myself when I can make it happen. So start making a list for you. Because... When you're having a bad day, when you are feeling down in the dumps and tired, exhausted, burnt out, it does take a lot of energy to figure out what the hell you're going to do to help you feel better. But if you have that list already ready to go, you can just look at it and pick something that seems manageable in that moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's on your list, Cassie? Yeah, that's a good idea to have the
1: list. Um, I like to watch various shows. Mm, that is... Shows are good. Yeah. Um, I like British period pieces like Poldark and Downton Abbey and stuff like that.
0: I love Downton Abbey. It's
1: so good. And so that stuff is kind of self-care, just shutting off whatever else I have to do and taking time to just chill. Um, I like going for walks, especially to be in the sunshine and the fresh air. Um, I've noticed that sunshine is pretty huge for me, so taking a walk. Um, Board games are fun. Mm -hmm. I like playing board games. Board games too. Yeah, again, like kind of shutting off from necessarily a bunch of the responsibilities that I have to do and just enjoying some time is good. Pilates, I love Pilates. That is a huge self-care that I really need to be prioritizing more because it makes me feel so good in all the ways, endorphins and physically pain relief, and I need to
0: prioritize that on my list for sure. On a side note, if you haven't tried Pilates, we highly recommend you do it. No it's, matter what you've got going on. It's the best. It's the best. We're not biased at all being Pilates instructors, but yes. it's really the best. But all of you, every
1: <laughs> single one of you listening, no matter what is going on with your body, you can do Pilates. You can. Find an instructor a that's good one. awesome. A good one. Find it's good all one. about the instructor. Luckily, we're each sitting across from a great one. <laughs> yeah. If you're in Wichita,
0: Kansas. <laughs> if you're in Wichita, <laughs> Let okay, us know. look us up. <laughs> um. So all this that we just talked about has a lot to do with certain activities that you can do for yourself, but self care really is also more than just certain activities that you can fill your life with. It can also be setting boundaries for certain people. Mm. Um, so I was talking to a friend earlier this week, and she's got uh, an employee who is just a struggle to work with. We'll just say we'll just say that, and so I was encouraging her to maybe set some boundaries of this employee can only come ask for help for at certain times during the week or certain times during the day. That way she's not being constantly bombarded by questions and interruptions. Yeah, boundaries. And so boundaries can be really important. Sometimes um, being able just to set boundaries within your own time and your life, one of the best decisions I made when I graduated from grad school was I gave myself a rule that I would take no clients before 7 a.m. and I would take no clients after 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. And I've like 90% followed that rule. Mm -hmm. (laughs) haven't always been perfect because, you know, some rules are meant to be bent and broken. But it really made me think about what the impact on my life was going to be if I went outside of those boundaries. Um, And it really helped me to balance my schedule, have some work-life balance, and not have to work super duper early in the morning and super, super late, which sometimes happens when you uh, teach classes and Clients within the fitness industry.
1: Yeah, I had to make boundaries like that too. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I work weekends, sometimes evenings. Early morning is not my jam. It's important. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then you can be better quality you when you have made those boundaries and set them.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And so on top of setting boundaries for time, sometimes it's also setting boundaries specifically with individual people. Yes. Uh, So if maybe you've got... Friends, family, people that you work with that like to contact you really early in the morning, really late at night, on the weekends, times that you're just like, yo, I'm checked out. Please don't talk to me right now. You can set those boundaries. My phone is on do not disturb pretty much all the time. Good luck trying to get a hold of me in an emergency. Uh, it's just, I have my phone on do not disturb because I don't want to be constantly. Distracted by whatever notifications is up there. I want to be able to choose when I'm being distracted by my phone. Not because other people are wanting my attention right away. Oh, I like
1: that. Yeah, that's 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 good. Choosing yeah. when you're going to give your attention. Not mm-hmm. people pulling away
0: from it. Or pulling from it, I should say. It's I like really that. Helpful. Another thing that is actually a huge part of self-care and makes a huge difference in my life personally is the environment that you're in. So if you are looking around your house, the room you're in, your car, your workspace, and it is something that doesn't make you feel good, you're not going to feel your best. If you're constantly looking at this painting that you're like, oh, that's so ugly. That's awful. It's not going to make you feel good and energized when you're looking at it. So change it. Do something mm-hmm. different. I don't care if it was your great-great-grandmother's and it's a family heirloom, but if it doesn't make you happy, get it out of your life or find someone who can take it, that it would make them happy. Yeah. Share the love. So I know for me, um, me and my fiance are fixing up our house right now. And there are lots of aspects of it that are not my favorite. Um, in my basement, we have a camo wall, it's camo wallpaper wall. It's great. The amount of times I've heard the joke of, oh, I can't see the wall. What wall are you talking about? I made
1: that, to- I totally made that joke when I walked down there. I was like, oh, where are we? I, can- I can't see I can't anything.
0: See. <laughs> Everyone makes a joke. And on the carpet is 40 year old burnt orange shag carpet. <laughs> it's it's not something that I walk down and I'm like, this is visually very pleasant to me. Uh, it's kind of stresses me out a little bit. So I've just chosen to not spend a lot of time down there. Um, and since it's not something I can fix right away with the snap of my fingers, it's a little out of my control. I have to come from a place of, hey, this is not something that I can need to lend energy to. It can be something that I can just accept that it's there and know that it'll change at some point and move past it. It doesn't have to be an energy suck because you can truly pick what things pull energy from you and what things give you energy just by making the conscious decision of I'm not going to let this bother me mm-hmm. and move past that stuff.
1: Yeah. And then with like really your control of the basement currently, You then on the flip side with your office, you were like, no, I need this space to make me happy Mm -hmm. and kind of took the reins into your own hands and was like, I'm painting the walls. I'm going to have it be how I need it to be. Yes. And so you can always, that's, that's a good way too. maybe there's something that you can't control and you can't do and you can't change right now. Go find the things that you can. 100%.
0: And then enjoy that. 100%. You can control a lot of things in your life. And if you can't control it, you can always control how you're reacting to them. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about kind of some fun stuff with self-care. And I hate to tell it to you, but not every bit of self-care is the most fun thing you've ever done in your entire life. Yeah. Like laundry. Doing your laundry. If you are someone who likes to have clean clothes in your closet, in your drawers, ready to go for the rest of the week, doing laundry and folding your clothes, not just leaving it in the basket for two weeks, that's self-care. It's yeah. making you feel better. Mm-hmm. I feel so much less stressed when my house is neat and tidy. It does not have to be spotlessly clean, but I want shit to be put away. Yeah. And so I know that taking a few minutes every day, to just tidy stuff up makes a huge difference in my life. Huge difference.
1: Plus the laundry thing. Chelsea was giving a presentation and talked about specifically the laundry being an act of self-care. And it was a huge life bulb light bulb moment for me um, because I always dread doing laundry because I hate putting the clothes away. Like, can I get an amen for putting the clothes away? The actual doing of the laundry is like so not oh, a big deal. <laughs> the folding even is not so bad. But the putting it away is just... Ugh. Anyway, that's how I would always feel about it. And when Chelsea talked, said, you know, think about that being self-care because you've set your week up better because your clothes are, are put away, your laundry is put away, and you have clothes to choose from to get dressed. It doesn't have to be stressful. It completely changed my mindset. And ever since then, which has been, you know, six months or so, um, every time I have to do laundry, I don't feel stressed. I don't feel resentful. I don't feel grumpy about it. I have been Super good about as soon as the laundry comes out of the dryer, I put it away right away so I don't have just like a laundry basket full of dry clothes, clean clothes anymore that are wrinkled and then you can't even wear them because they've been in the basket forever. Gotta throw them back in the dryer. You gotta throw them back in the dryer and then then all of your dirty clothes are on the floor in a pile because your laundry basket is full of clean clothes. Like we've all been there. So anyway, ever since Chelsea kind of brought this concept about like self-care can be doing your laundry... Now, I don't have clothes on the floor anymore. All my clothes are put away. I don't feel stressed. And I just turn, turn on a podcast or some music or get on the phone while I put the laundry away. And it's done in like 10 minutes. And I, especially being a spoonie, someone with a chronic illness, I recommend to all of you that that is a really huge one that you should take on for yourself as being an act of self-care. That was a really life-changing. Going to the grocery store, mm-hmm. Chelsea talked about prepping yourself, making sure that you have food that you can eat for the week. That was huge too. That
0: self-care, those mindset shifts were really life altering for me. I think just that point of shifting how you're viewing some of those not fun tasks is being like, Hey, this may not be the most fun thing I'm doing in my day, but it will make the biggest difference in the rest of my week is really, really important. And I know one thing sometimes I struggle with when it comes to self-care, since it it has become such a big priority in my life, I practice it just as much as I preach it, is really looking at the short-term versus the long-term. So a lot of times when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, what what does my body need right now? What does my mind, what does my soul need? A lot of times the answer is going to be, well, lie on your couch, read a book, or go take a bath, or go get a massage, or do some of those nicer, more fun stuff, Mm -hmm. when in reality... Yeah, you could take the next hour to do something fun for you, but it'd probably be better long-term to spend the next hour doing something else. Maybe that's a little bit more productive. I don't necessarily like using the word productive, but something that's... Helpful for your week. Yeah, something that's more helpful for your week and then giving you more time and space later on Mm -hmm. to do what you need to do for yourself. So... I know there was a few weeks ago that it was, like, Friday or Saturday, and I had, like, the longest to-do list of errands to run, and it was stuff that I, like, actually needed to get done that day, and I didn't want to do it. I wanted to sit on my couch. I wanted to read my book. I wanted to watch a TV show, but I knew that if I just sucked it up and got it done that day, that I had the next two days off to do whatever the heck I wanted, and that sounded a lot better than putting off everything that I needed to do. And maybe spreading it out over two days and having this like awkward mixture of stuff to do and fun stuff, which that also might work better for you just because that in that moment worked for me doesn't mean I always follow through with that. There's definitely been Friday afternoons where I'm like, man, if I get these three things done, I'm done for the rest of the weekend. And then I sit on my couch and I'm like, no, what I need right now is to chill. I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I need a little bit of a break. I can do this tomorrow. But it's being able to recognize that within yourself. And it, it takes a bit of time to figure out that balance of, is this something I need to do right now? Or is this going to be better for the long term? And kind of picking which option is the best for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is super important. Because tomorrow is my long day at work. Mm-hmm. And so I really shouldn't put anything on my list tomorrow of things to do at no. all. Which you won't means have time. No, I won't have time. Um, and then Friday is a relatively long day. So that really means that today I should probably do my laundry and go to the grocery store. Luckily, I showered last night, so I'm good for like a few days. Yay! <laughs> but I think that is that is a good perspective because part of me was like, oh, I'm going to be tired from working this morning and I should go home and I should chill and like watch a show and have lunch and stuff and just like relax. Mm-hmm. But in reality... I'm going to end up probably screen myself for the next couple of days. If I don't maybe go and do those things today and I could rest this evening. So that is good. You should definitely look ahead. That was one of the nice things that Chelsea's talked about is yeah. Long-term versus short-term. And then of course, like she said earlier, sometimes with the short-term um, or if things are really bad, you, you are in a moment that you can't look long-term
0: and then yeah, do what you got to do to get through honey. Oh, for sure. For sure. So that kind of leads us into, without you talking about having to look ahead, is how the heck do you even fit self-care into your busy schedule?
1: Mm.
0: So that's the number one excuse, I should say, or reason that I get of, oh, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy. Y'all, you got as many hours a day as Beyonce does and as Oprah does. They do a lot of shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's... that's, that's Time uh, is the worst excuse okay, you can give. That's like I'm a sorry. little humbling over there. Like, like, I never thought of it that way.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: If Beyonce can
1: do all of the things, then so can I.
0: Yeah, if Beyonce can do all the things, so can you. Mm-hmm. So to me, I I view I don't have time as a shitty excuse, a shitty reason. It's a cop out. Because you know what? We are all super busy. Everyone on this freaking planet that they're busy some people super are and some people say they're busy and you're like really are mm-hmm. you you work six hours a week and do nothing with your free time like you sit at home and just do nothing but it's it doesn't matter how you're actually spending your time it's how you perceive it yeah because everyone has the right to view their schedule as they want to and they have their own perspective on their life So what I like to recommend to people and I made Cassie do this and it really, Mm -hmm. it really seemed to help her. So you'll be Mm -hmm. able to talk about your experience with it, but track your time, track. And when I say track your time, I mean, if you want to get down nitty gritty with it, track every single freaking second of your damn day from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, like how long does it take you to brush your teeth, (laughs) wash your face, get ready in the morning, eat your breakfast, drive to work or take your kids to school or wherever you're going. Or if you're like me and you work at home, how long does it take you to walk from your bedroom to your (laughs) office, which is about two seconds and really look at how you're spending your time because most of the time people realize that you're spending time doing things that actually don't matter, like scrolling through Facebook. I am so guilty of just spending hours and hours scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest even without any purpose behind it. It's just it's just something I'm doing and it's, I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. I'm not actually learning anything. It's just this very mindless activity that doesn't make me feel better afterwards. Most Mm -hmm. of the time, it just kind of makes me feel blah. Sometimes Instagram does make me feel better. Seeing some kind of cool stuff or seeing things from friends and family. Um, but kind of looking at like why you're spending your time that way. Mm-hmm. So after you've tracked your time and you've looked, you're like, oh, I'm spending this much time doing this and this much time doing this, I then like to ask people to go in and be like, well, how did that task make me feel? Mm-hmm. Is it something that you really have to do during your day? Is it something you can have someone else do? I cannot wait to have kids for the sole purpose that I want to give them chores. <laughs> I'm convinced that my mom had me so that she could have... Someone to help clean her house. (laughs) Yeah. And then they become a preteen,
1: like my son. And then you're like, oh my God, how many times do I have to tell you to take a shower, which isn't even a chore. That should just be part of like, I don't know, just human decency. But yeah, there is like a nice little window of of a certain few years of age that you can be like, isn't it fun to go and pick up our toys? Isn't it fun to sweep? And they're like, yeah, mom. It's great.
0: Yeah, soak it up. But anyways, (laughs) but starting to look at how you're using your time and if it's actually how you want to be spending your time. Yeah. And if the answer is no, you got to change that.
1: Yeah. And with the time tracking, one thing that Chelsea has said with it is it doesn't need to be that how am I using all of my time productively? How am I using all of my time efficiently necessarily? It's more of like an observational tool. Like she said, like how do you feel about these things that are taking your time? Um, but also just a way that you can see, Oh yeah. You know, maybe for example, when I was doing my time tracking, um, like, I love to read, and I love to listen to podcasts, and it's really hard for me to find the time. Well, then how can I make the time? When I'm getting ready in the morning, which takes, I don't know, anywhere from 5 to 25 minutes, depending on how slow-moving I am, I can listen to a podcast or listen to a book on tape while I do that instead of either being in silence or listening to music. And then before I know before I know it, I've started my day doing something I love, which is learning or
0: reading or listening in some kind of form Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's a really good point of yeah the time tracking is not meant to be this judgmental thing of oh you are wasting so much time during your day it's meant to be well where is my time going and is this how I actually want to be spending Mm -hmm. the minutes and hours of my day and there are some things that you're like okay well I have to do this Unfortunately, I have two big dogs that shed all over my freaking house. I have to vacuum, like once a week or every couple weeks if I'm being lazy, and I hate vacuuming. I absolutely hate it. It's like I'd rather clean toilets than vacuum. Interesting. I why I don't know. But to make it (laughs) better, I listen to podcasts. Yeah, or I listen to music that's just making me feel really good at that moment, and suddenly the. Vacuum experience becomes not so shitty.
1: Maybe you need a really good vacuum,
0: like God, one of those skinny light ones. I need a Roomba, is
1: what I yeah. need.
0: You need a Roomba. Can Roomba sponsor the podcast? <laughs> Roomba, Please. we need you. That'd be, hashtag goals. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> That's funny. And another tip I have for time is when you start noticing that you're like, hey, every time I have this interaction with this individual or I have to do this task. There's just some things that you have to do in life sometimes that you just don't like and you can't get rid of it. Like maybe you're at work and there's an employee that's just pissing you off and mm-hmm. you can't, You just there's a struggle but you can't not work with them and or you can't pass them off to someone else and you just gotta figure out a way to make it freaking work. Well, maybe when you have meetings with this person before and after you talk to them, Maybe you do something for you, yeah, like maybe you go take a walk and just clear your head before. so you're in a better headspace before you go into that encounter, and then afterwards you also do something to kind of bring your energy back up to fill your cup back up with that rose gold sparkly energy. yeah, that way the rest of your day isn't this black hole of shittiness because you're just the energy got sucked out from of you from that one person, that one interaction.
1: yeah, they don't get to take your power,
0: yeah, they don't, yeah. Your power like is yours.
1: Another thing about the time tracking and like finding time slash making time, um, as a single mom, it's really hard to make the time mm-hmm. for myself or find the time. Cause
0: your son is, even yeah. though you're a priority in your life, your son
1: is also a priority. Yeah. He always, usually always comes number one. Yeah. I've been really working on, he's always been my number one and I've been really working on making myself number one at times because then I'm better for him. It's a process, but um, one of the things that I, one of the changes I made with going through Chelsea's coaching program was I really noticed that at night before bed, um, after spending time with my stepdad, who's elderly, who I help take care of, and then taking care of my son and doing all the things that he wants, I would be going straight to bed so tired and have no time for myself, wake up feeling like I didn't get to do anything for myself or the things that I like to do. So I started. I bumped up his bedtime by half an hour, and to give myself thirty minutes after putting him to bed, because I usually go to bed pretty much after, right after I put him to bed. Um, And so that was a small change to make that gave me thirty extra minutes in my day to either watch my favorite show or maybe talk on the phone to a friend or loved one, and um, or read my book before bed. And I found myself sleeping better, not feeling grumpy or resentful in any way, waking up feeling more refreshed. And so there might be ways that you can look at your life and when you're doing your time tracking and hopefully more easily find ways to make the time Mm -hmm. for yourself
0: that you need and deserve. Yeah. I know for me, putting in a routine that included a morning routine and a nightly routine has made a massive difference in how I feel every day. And I just want, I want to preface this by saying I am not a morning person, like I'm I am not. Everyone's been like, oh, you just, you keep trying, you'll you'll get used to it. No, I've been trying to be a morning person for the past seven years of my life. It has not happened. It's not going to happen. That's fine. I've accepted okay, what's it. What's really funny
1: about that is when I was driving over here this morning <laughs> with our chai's, I was like, I'm so glad that she's a morning person and we can get started <laughs> at eight fifteen
0: in the morning. All right. Well, I guess I should say like coming from the fitness industry, like. Mornings not uncommonly start at like 5 o'clock right, in the true. freaking morning. Yeah. 7, 8 o'clock. Okay, I can handle that. Yeah, same. So Before I think that. that
1: qualifies you as a morning person. I think I've always thought of okay. not someone not being a morning person is more like 10, 11 a.m. Like, for example, my sister-in-law. She is not a morning person. And if she's listening to this right now, she'll be laughing being like, yeah, dude, I'll <laughs> sleep till 1 p.m. Like, no problem.
0: All right. Well, maybe I should give myself a little bit more yeah, credit. Yeah, give yourself more credit. But... I really like being able to start my morning doing something for me. And I am the type of person where I will stay in bed till the last possible freaking second to get as much time in bed as I can. Am I awake? I'm like half awake. But I'm like, I'm not getting out of bed. It's warm. It's comfortable. I'm not getting up. I'm not getting up. It's like a rebellious thing that I do. And I know exactly how long it takes me to get ready, grab some food and get out my door and get to work like down to the minute. Like I can like, well, I can stay (laughs) down. If I stay in bed for two more minutes, I'll just throw up my hair up in a bun and I don't have to do it and be fine. All right. If I stay in bed another minute, I'll just put my glasses on and not wear my contacts. (laughs) All right. Well, if I stay in bed another couple minutes, I won't grab tea on my way out. I'll just drink water this morning, which is always a big mistake. I like my tea in the morning. It's not good when I take that off. (laughs) And so that's, that's where I operated from for so long. So then being able to kind of switch that and be like, Hey, I don't need, I don't need an hour. I don't need two hours, but I need like 10, even 10 minutes of being able to sit down and do something for me to start my day. I love journaling. I used to hate it. I used to think it was stupid. And then I actually like gave it a go and this is my favorite thing ever, I like listening to podcasts sometimes, I like reading, affirmations, sometimes I meditate. And starting my day off just something for me makes the entire day completely different. And kind of similar to you having time before you went to bed, Cassie, I instituted a rule for myself that I don't always follow because I'm not perfect, but I try. And that is when 10 o'clock hits, I'm supposed to stop watching TV, to put away my phone, put away my computer... And I'm supposed to start getting ready for bed. Now that doesn't mean that I'm in bed at 10 o'clock. It means that I might, if I have to, like, make something for lunch the next day, I do that. If I needed to, like, prep something for the next day, tidy something up, take a shower, I start doing that. So I give myself a chance to start to wind down and get ready for bed. And so when I go to sleep, I'm in a good place. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just, like, so exhausted that I just fall over and fall asleep right away. Like, I let myself kind of unwind And I've really enjoyed reading before I go to bed. And I've been able to read so many more books because I'm setting aside that time to read a little bit. Nice. Yeah, it's been fun. It's good. Yeah. So for self-care, it's important for not only each individual person to do. If you have a chronic illness, I think it's even more important to do to really make sure you're prioritizing yourself because allowing your cup of energetic liquid goodness to run out is a lot of times even more detrimental to an individual with a chronic illness because the amount of time it can take to recover from that is so much longer than if you don't have a chronic illness diagnosis. So really making sure you prioritize it for yourself, but also if you are someone who is a friend, family member, partner, or just someone who interacts with someone with a chronic illness every day, and maybe you play some sort of caretaker role, it's also really, really important to take care of yourself too, because you need the energy to be able to take care of them. If yeah. you don't have that energy, you can't do it. So you have to take care of yourself as well.
1: Yeah, that's super important. Um, as a caregiver, you will feel more present and capable um, for helping your loved one if you feel like some of your needs have been met um, individually. For example, you know, if you like going for walks, but you're chronically ill family Mm -hmm. member or friend maybe isn't able to go for walks at that time. Maybe they're having a really bad day or maybe they have um, physical restrictions and can't physically Mm -hmm. even go for a walk at the time. Um, You should still go, you know, your spoonie wants you to go. They want you to go out and still experience life and you need to, so that you can come back and feel more refreshed um, from having some sunshine or fresh air. Um, there's a really important balance that needs to take place between the two of you um, or more people involved. Um, I, I take care of my stepdad. He doesn't have an illness, but he is 90. And so... Um, I he, he really loves, we watch lots of movies and TV together. That's a lot of the only things that he can do. And so in the evenings we'll spend a couple hours watching a show or a movie and that's really something he looks forward to every day. I used to watch stuff until like 9 o'clock and then rush in and put my son to bed and then I'd be so tired and then I'd roll over and go to bed and... um Again, when I implemented some of these self-care tactics, I usually watch something with him at like 5 so I can be done at like 7 or 7.30, get some time with my son, get him to bed at a good time so that I can have 30 minutes to myself Mm -hmm. and then go to bed. And I've sort of shifted that whole, all of that timing. Um, And it's important as the caregiver in that situation. And I give better quality time to him. So you really do need to, don't feel bad about it. Go for a run, go for a walk. Do the things that you need to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll be better quality for your little spoony friend.
0: Yeah. And then as Cassie also has a chronic illness on top of being a caregiver. Mm-hmm. She really yeah. also has to pay attention to your energy. And so that's extra important for her to think about that on all it's sides. It's a process. It is. And none of this is meant to be perfect right away. It is a process. You figure it out. There's going to be some days where you're like, I fucking nailed my self-care today i had so much energy it was great i feel really good at the end of the day and i feel like i i'm a little tired but i have time to rest overnight and sleep and then tomorrow's gonna be a great day there's other days you get to the end of it and you're just like fuck yeah i failed (laughs) today was awful epic fail and you don't always have control over all of that um because sometimes and i know for me like teaching pilates i go into some days being like oh yeah it's gonna be a good day And then all of a sudden something happens, maybe a client brings up a topic that, or just for whatever reason, I just end up feeling really, really, really drained. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh my God, where did that happen? Like, where, where did that even come from? And so then you just need to be able to recognize that. So then you can take steps to adjust your day, adjust your schedule, adjust your perspective, your mindset, whatever you need to do to kind of protect yourself and get yourself back to a more energized place. Yeah. Yeah, so we hope that you all have enjoyed this chat on self-care. Cassie, do you have anything else to add? Not that I can think of
1: right now. I would definitely say that um, we love to hear about all the ways that you practice self-care because there might be someone out there who's really struggling with coming up with ideas or feeling guilty or just not quite sure how to start. And so sharing is caring yes. and sharing your ideas and your practices could be incredibly helpful for someone. And so get on our social media, tell us all the ways that you love self-care and yeah. how you practice it because it's important stuff.
0: Yes. And if there are any topics that you would like us to cover in the future, mm-hmm. please reach out to us. We are so excited to have this podcast become a reality. Yeah, baby. And yeah. Yeah. Yay. We Thanks so much for you, listening. We'll, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah.
1: Maybe we'll see you. We hope you enjoyed today's
0: episode. Please write us a review to help us reach more people like you. If you'd like to connect with Cassie and I, you can find us on Instagram at The Real Spoonies Unite. You can also join our private Facebook community, Spoonies Unite, Or you can visit our website, therealspooniesunite.com, for all sorts of resources and to stay up to date with our current projects. And don't worry, you can find all these links in the show notes below. Thank you
1: to our wonderful Spoonie patrons for all your support, and you can become one too! That's right, all you have to do is go on over to patreon.com slash therealspooniesunite and
0: you can get all sorts of extra goodies like videos of our episodes and more. Any support is greatly appreciated. It helps enable us to create more content for all of you, as well as make this podcast sound better and better. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to be back in your ears soon.